Hello beautiful souls and welcome to Active Creative Perspectives. I'm Valerie, your guide on this transformative journey where unique prism of life unfolds in full spectrum. Today we're exploring Nisa's perspective, an intuitive visionary artist with the extraordinary gift of seeing auras. Reveals the magic of combining intuition, ritual, therapy and creativity with her transformative workshops and artworks. Nisa has a unique ability to see auras. This creation that she makes serves a bridge between the material and spiritual world. In this episode, we will discuss the profound journey of Nisa in her life as personal and professional and how she evolved into a societal perspective on spirituality, energy, seen and unseen on combining material and spiritual into one. Hello beautiful souls, today Valerie and Nisa together and we're gonna explore Nisa's perspective on where she is and her life journey or where she's going and her perspective on the society overall. Hello, how are you? Hello Valerie, hi everyone, so happy to be here. So we'll start straight away by exploring your personal journey and explore where you ended up today and how did you think. Um, so let's start with where you are today. What would you say about yourself today? Today, I would say that I'm in my ideal um I guess my ideal position in society where I am helping people express results through my workshops, art from heart, and in my personal life and my spiritual life as well, I feel it's it's quite balanced at the moment. I'm very grateful. It's where I am right now. And when you say about your workshops, can you expand more about what you do and how do you do your workshops? What's your speciality? I guess. Yes, so sorry, the Art from the Heart workshop that I run is very intuitively around your expressive self with your creativity. So when you talk about creativity and the way you explain, so it is, it is intuitive, it is ritualistic, and it's combination of therapy and creative and then spirituality at the same time. So how did lead you to combine all these three together? Um, yes. So in my personal practice, every time that I feel a little bit stressed out, anxious, um, even depressed, or just really happy, I've always gone through to express myself through my art. So that could be either drawing, painting, or, or just smudging anything like charcoal onto a piece of paper has always been my way of expressing and I felt that I needed to bring this to the public and kind of create a program where I help I help the I, I help the attendees embrace their creative the creativity and embody the creative spirit so I'm not sure if you um so if you know a little bit about my work I create oral portraits so I channel through um so I see your aura, I see your aura, the colors, the vibe that it, that it brings out. I'll paint that completely um, onto, the, onto the canvas with oil paints. And then from there, 
I do it interpretation. So it's like a channeling of what I could feel, what I could sense. So I've kind of combined all of these, um, the technicalities and the intentions behind what you see and what you're feeling under the canvas and create the workshop from it to help others see what they're feeling. So thank you so much. This sounds incredible. So you're saying that the workshop that you run is only a part of what you do and you are an artist that creates an aura artworks. Yeah. Where you channel and see auras and then you put it into paintings of people, like a personalized image. That That's correct. That's right. And with the... Um, like with the workshops, it helps you kind of release your emotion through experiencing by touching the paint. We do, we do touch the paint. I know it sounds a little bit funny. We do have paintbrushes and you also go into the paint yourself, like physically feel like the cold, the gooeyness and spread it on there. And it's guided with, um, with ritual, like with tribal music, so drumming and we go into more of like a trance. And then run through the expressive. Sorry, we both. So by connecting all these, yes. So by connecting all these realms, and spirituality, and music, and and ritual, and then the painting and touching it, all the senses. So you're activating uh, people into connecting to their soul. What's the usual? practice that you notice when people do this work how do they feel how do they change or they express themselves yeah so every session has been a little bit different with each each crowd to whoever attends but we do get a majority of the time a lot of people tend to um either cry i know it sounds a little silly but people do cry while they're painting people get angry while they're painting because they release all these emotions that are always um, have been suppressed through their regular day life. So this kind of like shakes up their, their day um, because usually people don't paint in a, in a daily... Um, and when they come to... What's usual intention they have? For, is it just emotional release? Do they know what they're going to go through? Uh, or they just come to explore? Um, it's, it's more an experiencing healing through inner child and the way that we do that is we 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 create a nurturing space and when I say we I do this with my sister-in-law Alex so she's um she's a social worker she's worked with multiple people when it comes to grounding yourself and helping you helping you through um, your emotional and trauma so this is a very trauma-based um nurturing space to expand and explore your self-expression um, and what happens is usually people, so within the hour that we do the painting, so we have a session, we've got one hour of intention building. So the intention will be more around what you've come here with. So that could be your trauma or your, you have the creative block or you've got, um, you just feel stuck in your life or just you're oh, really, really, really happy. What is the point? What is the most popular thing that people come to that you found? A lot of people come with a, a little bit of fear and blockage. So they could be stuck in their life, um, stuck in a job or 
for some of them they don't like anymore or, or between roles, not sure where they want to go, their pathway anymore, or just have gone through very traumatic events. And then they attend these workshops with a little bit of anxiety and fear. And by the time they walk out those doors, they are feeling happy, light, and inspired. So it's a very so transformative. When they, come to the when they come to the workshops, do they come with intention to transform? They know about the block, or does it really come up during the actual experience? Um, well, it does. Uh, sorry, the the event details do mention um, that you'll be releasing your emotions through experiencing like explosive creativity. So we do kind of mention that part of it. And do give a heads up that you may experience anything from laughter, tears, anger, um, and you will freely flow through your emotion onto the cabinet. So people do, do come with reason. Do you think they actually come because they want to express those stuck emotions in them? Is it the real it, it, intention behind are they attending or is it just because they just want to explore something new? What What's your feeling behind it? Um, when I do get messages from the attendees before they arrive, they just say, I'm really excited to explore my creativity. I haven't touched paint since I was little. I haven't touched paint since I was in primary school. So we get this quite often and people are just really excited to play again. And we, as adults, we tend to not play and this gives the permission to play and to help your child grow again. So by allowing them to go into that playfulness, expressiveness, and, you know, the transformation, the block is just the limitation that comes up during the sessions, yeah. probably most of them are not aware of, or it just arises as soon as they get into that ritualistic, spiritual, um, with music mode. And then you guide them through this process. How does it make you feel? What, what, how do you see yourself in there when this happens? During the process, you can see when people are very resistant. Beginning, because the first step, when someone does touch the canvas with the brush, when they get the brush, they put the brush into the paint. We always see resistance. So they're like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. What am I supposed to do? So there's always this resistance. And well, I always guide them saying you need to just first put the choose a color that you feel that calls you the most, and then you just touch the paintbrush and the canvas, just start somewhere, and then move your body. So we kind of and this with magic, yes. Yeah. And then the magic doesn't like you'll still see it. the resistance builds up for a good 15, 20 minutes. Then people are like okay. Okay, now I have to let go of the control because you'll see it. It's very blocky. Um, everything's very like straight lines and and the child, someone's trying to make a beautiful, beautiful image. Then all of a sudden that painting becomes dark. Then they go um, for more of the darker colors. And say, Nisa, I need some more black paint. All of a sudden this darkness comes through and seeps through. The next thing they let go of the brushes and they're touching the painting with it, with, um, they're touching the canvas with their hands, with their fingers. And that's when you know they're in the major flow state. They're channeling their inner child, letting go, cleaning, getting dirty, which is very normal to do. <laughs> um, and just seeing that just makes us feel like, okay, this person right here has achieved breaking through their barrier, breaking through their own resistance, 
and it's creating magic right in front of us. So that's the, it's such a great feeling in the process. And that's the feeling that made you do this. Is that, is that what made you do this workshop? Is that feeling when you can see them breaking the barrier and going to that expressive feelings and transforming? Is there something that you've been through that made you connect to that feeling so strongly? Yes, so, so much. So every time I create my own paintings, I always tap into this flow state. Um, and then at the end of it, you step back, you look at your canvas, you look at the drawing or whatever you created, and you're like, oh my goodness, I've just made this. And it is the most beautiful feeling. So to witness the attendees of this of a workshop going through this state when they don't paint at all regularly, it's, it's so inspiring. It inspires me to see everyone um to do this and it's it's what I live for <laughs> by the end of it me and Alex were always chatting saying things like like we can't believe we just did that every single session it's like I can't believe it's happened I cannot believe that person broke through or um just what we've achieved today it's, it's just it's a fantastic feeling <laughs> and if you remember like this moments that you had do you remember the last time you had that feeling for yourself the breakthrough in your life by using the paint yes <laughs> I do it like I do little paintings because sometimes I don't have time to do full big bone paintings so I do little ones and I just get into the flow state I put a little bit of music on and just choose random colors that's cool to me mix them all together and just start creating and it feels amazing and then I try and post a little bit on Instagram. And then a lot of people do relate to those flow states. People see within your art. Some of it, you know, I feel like... Do you remember the first time in your life when you had that feeling? Oh, do you remember I, the I, age you were? Honestly, yes. I remember drawing with... <laughs> okay, so I didn't have many pencils and pens when I was little, little, because I had three sisters. Nothing lasted. So it was really hard for us to... Um, I get pens and paper a lot of the time. So I used to use little stones. Like, you know how you have little white stones or grey? I used to smudge them on the concrete. And I remember getting a bunch of them and just smudging them. Even though it hurt my fingers a little bit, it did not matter. Just creating that mark was the best feeling. And then, I'll, then I have this little idea. I'm like, oh, what if I smudge some green in there with a little piece of grass? So I grab a little piece of grass and smudge that in there as well. But all of a sudden, I'm drawing on the concrete in my grandmother's backyard and it just it's such a fun feeling and I remember this very clearly because my grandmother came around and was starting to wash the concrete like the way we do it I'm Turkish <laughs> Turkish background they washed the concrete and it went away and I was really upset <laughs> so yes I remember that very clearly so you always had that uh, feeling that inspired you to go where you are today so you remember it from being a little kid doing this, the same work that you're doing today and making you feeling creative and exploring and curious how it's going to end up. And if you touch a bit on your personal journey on, were you always in art space or how did you end up today doing these workshops and being an aura artist? Um. I've only been a professional artist as of 2020, but through my entire life since I can remember, like since childhood, I've always drawn. 
um, it could be with pens or it could be with stones. <laughs> um, I've always made my mark. Um, my mum used to tell me off for things like drawing in the cupboards because I used to hide the cupboard, like draw everything in there. Um, or, you know, those little invisible pens. I used to grab those and draw absolutely everywhere as I possibly could because no one's going to see it. But I knew I was crazy magic. Um, and, yeah, just just anything for, with daily life as well, like when you would be cleaning. You know, where you wipe down the table with a little bit of spray. Throughout that time too, I would spray things and start drawing with my fingers. I just wanted to create all the time. I wanted to play. So playing has always been part of my uh, part of my life. And if for whatever reason I stop playing, I stop getting creative, my life goes down the drain with it. So I feel a bit more um, down and I feel like I've, I've lost myself. And I've noticed that a lot of people that walk into these workshops are the same. They've stopped planning. They're always in their logical mind. They're always like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And they're always in their, um, like a masculine energy, but not for the feminine. And we have to play. It's okay to play with, you know, um, like cooking is a form of creativity. You feel amazing when you cook sometimes or music or whatever it is. And it helps people just tap into it. Yes, painting is one form of creativity. This is the one that we're um, exploring right now could expand it to others later on but it is still art from your heart hence the the name of the workshop um but yeah that's it's it's always been around so during your life you said that only in 2020 you started creating this magic as part of your uh, profession so what what were you doing that as um as an artist just at home or you you never painted before like professionally um professionally i never actually painted before until 2020 through the lockdowns when the lockdowns happened i was like oh i now have time i've got to learn how to paint <laughs> sorry grab some paint just acrylic and why did you... yeah so in in your life what were you doing before before i would do little like doodles doodling here and there in my um like an exercise book because I've always worked professionally. I've worked for the government as an employment consultant. I've worked prior to that as a uh, health insurance consultant. Very, very different, <laughs> very different industry um, to what I, I'm in right now. But it's always been very logical, very um, corporate type of roles. And even throughout those type of roles, I'll still find a little bit of time to do a little bit of drawing on the edge of the paper a little squiggle <laughs> and it would just make my day so what what do you think it took you so long to get to this stage to, to start using your magic um so i used to do so i used to go sorry um after i got out of my high school i got into a college and in the college i was doing um, like communication and design. So it was like more about design work, um, architecture, interior design, um, graphic design. It was a little bit more around those areas and I wasn't painting, drawing and things that were more hands-on. I learned the technical, technological sides of your creativity, but I never learned the, the drawing sides. So I kind of quit that course and I didn't want to do any more, but it didn't feel right. And I went straight into business and management and I ended up in this corporate world 
very away from what I'm supposed to be doing. Then all of a sudden, I was married when I was 18 years old, very young. Um, it didn't end up being my life partner, but I'm very grateful in a way because I do have my daughter. Um, so I'm grateful that I have her. And then after that marriage ended um, in 2018, I met the love of my life, <laughs> who, I'm with, who I'm still with now and forever will be. And I have my son. So once I got into this relationship in um, tw- in the 2018 is when I found myself again. I was like, oh, I can get me do what I want to do again. This person's a creative. He's in the music industry. He's an artist himself. And he's expressive. Expressiveness was from um, like playing the guitar, the piano. I'm just creating music for everyone to hear. And that's how he showed his love by expressing his creativity so we bonded immediately and I was like oh I'm the artist too I like to do this (laughs) and then from there he's encouraged me to obviously pursue what I wanted to do and I started to get out of the other relationship and it took me about a year or so to settle and then once lockdowns happened by the time it was that stage it was 2020 and it all began and I was like I'm just gonna do it that's enough I bought paints bought my canvases I made um, my partner a gift. <laughs> I painted him. It wasn't a good painting and I haven't really shown it to anybody. But it was a start. Um, and then since then, people have just been really expressive. Like on my Facebook, my friends, family. All of a sudden, I'm getting permission projects. So people are like, can you please paint this for me? Can you please paint my, ch- can paint my children? Can you paint my, my pets? Can you paint? Then all of a sudden, I'm getting all these commissions. I'm like, oh my goodness. People are actually interested in what I'm doing. So then from there, I used to receive a lot of messages from loved ones who were asking me simple things like, uh, oh, what paintbrush can I use for this, you know, uh, number, paint by number, this paintbrush not that good. Then the little things that all of a sudden I'm giving advice around the creativity and the art and how you can get, how you can get involved. Then um, it, it just got went into this like little viral. It happened naturally where I am right now and there, there's been a lot more demand so if you the it's amazing journey that you've been through and it's amazing that the lockdown has brought you uh to the stage where you are today with your partner that guided you along and helped you to feel who you are and like your true self and being now where you are today and fulfilling that magic that you always had inside you how do you end up doing the spiritual work the rituals and you know seeing the aura channeling how did that transition started um so since i was really young i was able to see colors and shapes and lights around people so colors in primary school i used to see it but then i didn't actually know that others were unable to see the auras I thought it was very normal like breathing um so once I noticed this I started to suppress that little voice inside my hand who was like oh you're not supposed to see those so don't tell anyone you're seeing them because it started to affect my friendships and growing up so I was really quiet and then as I was growing up um so obviously I kept I kept quiet and since 2012 is when like things started shaping up a little bit more for me. I went to 
college and I was exploring my life a little bit more, meeting very, you know, making connections with people who were also very spiritual. And once I mentioned auras, they're like, oh, that thing, I know what that is. And turns out it was a scientifically proven thing. So from then on, I was like, huh, hold on a second. I'm going to continue my, <laughs> continue my vision and allow people to know that I can see the auras and feel people's vibes, like vibrations. So going from there, I wanted to combine my love for arts, creating, yeah, creating through, um, like through arts, like through paints and drawing into my vision, my visions with oral portraits and the vibration that you receive from other people. So I want to kind of combine that in one. And the way I've done this is, so, yeah. So by having this gift since you were little, was it something unique in your family or was it a normal thing around your family? See, once Because I you said you had about it. sisters. Yes, I do have sisters. So once I start talking about it, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just see it too. Oh, that's normal. And I was like, what? Why isn't anyone talking about this? It's become like a little bit of a taboo. Um, my mother has always been very spiritual. Like she's always like sage in the house and um, talking about energies and all that type of stuff. But we we have been raised in a very um, like Muslim type of environment. Like that's ty- that's type of way we've been raised. Well, since I was young, so you can't talk about this type of stuff because they're not allowed. <laughs> so magic was forbidden. So you're not supposed to talk about it. And magic is evil. And uh, seeing energies is not right. So since then, and I, I don't know too much about uh, like Islam, so I hope no one gets offended in, in that in that regards. But growing up with that mindset, it was always forbidden. So no one spoke about it until recently. So my family and my sisters, they now encourage me. They say, oh my God, what do you see? What aura am I feeling? Blah, blah, blah. I start talking in this regards. But then I've actually noticed as well, we can all see an aura. It's just a bit of a training the eye. Um... I'm not sure if I should how to do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it would be amazing. And yep, a little practice that I would um, suggest for anyone to do is you put your hand in front of you, so hand out against a um, just maybe hovering just against a wall, like a white wall, if you can. Yeah. Now, as you look at your hand, try and see past your hand and into the actual wall. So try and see past your hand through the wall and you will start to slowly see a little outline around your hand. And that outline can be like a little white glow. You, you do lose it if you start to get really excited. <laughs> so try and maintain the vision. So that white glow, I'm not sure if you can see it, Valerie. <laughs> Let me know. So I can see, I, I can see like a, a light blue. Perfect. Um, Honey, that is your aura right there. I and and does it change? Depends on how you feel. Um, yes, how you feel, how you're right? vibrating. It could be people that you'd be hanging out with that day. Can also change your aura. And if you see the color, how does it help you to navigate your emotions or your feelings? If you look at it, it's like green, and then it's yellow. How how do you uh, transcribe it? Okay, so with, with the auras, it's a little bit difficult um, 
there are some people who say the auras have different colors, different meanings. It technically does, but from my perspective and the way that I see it, the aura that you can see, so if it's like a purple aura, um, depending on that person, it could be like a heavy purple or it could be like a, a light type of purple. Because to me, it's not just the aura's color that represents, it's the, the it's energy that I vibrate. Yeah. Yeah, because some red. So, for example, if, if I tell you, if I tell you, I have like a glow light blue sky blue. Yeah. That I can see. Yeah. What would you tell me? So with that, I would say it's more around your throat chakra because you're able to speak and talk, and that's what you're doing right now, and you're focusing on your community. Yeah, that, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. From your communicative yes. and uh, expressive. Yeah. Yeah, perfect sense. Yes, yes. Whereas I've had people have blue, but that blue meant a bit of a darkness, or they're really sad. And I've had people, like my daughter, for example, they'll be blue, but she's feeling a little bit like cheeky, like something's up. Like her mind is there; she's talking, she's thinking about it, but she's actually doing something a little bit naughty. Like there's all these little vibes, but you can feel it more of more of just seeing the vibe. That's why I always create a. Um, I call them aura reports. <laughs> so once I create the painting and you can see your aura, you see what I can see. And then you can also see and read exactly what I'm seeing in your aura. And it does change. And how does it help? Is like if you if you teach your kids to do that on daily life and how do they how does it help them to know what their aura is? Um the way that it helps on a daily basis, if you just look at your hands, you help, it helps you remember that you are not just this meat sack. <laughs> you are more than that. You are light. You are energy. And it makes you, it puts you into a, um, into a calm state that you, you're, that you are special. That there is more than just this. Just, then just your. So it's recognizing and acknowledging that you are energy and you have energy around you that vibrates. Yes. And understanding that material, physical world is only part of what we see. Yes. And there's beyond. Yes, exactly. And we also spread energy. That's correct. As well. That's beautiful. And so your, your daughter, she knows about this and how does it, uh, do you introduce that into her life? Oh, we use it. Compared, you know, <laughs> daily. Um, but I... when she has friends and, you know, she goes out into society, does she share that or she has the same feeling about people around her that she shouldn't be opening up about this? Um, she does share it very, very openly. She proudly says, my mum can see your vibes very, very clearly to her friends. Um, and they always say it to me as well. Like, what can you see? What color am I? And they always ask these questions. It's become very normal in her friendship group. So there's no taboo as it used to be in your childhood. Um, no, there isn't. There is, thank goodness. And hopefully it will stay that way. She's only eight. It could change. Um, my daughter's only eight. My son is two. <laughs> um, but I do use on a daily basis with her because she will be doing something and I'd say, I can see you. I know that you're just lying. I know this. Like, you can tell immediately. She's like, okay. And I'm like, I know you just thought this. I'm like, I can literally see your thoughts. And she's like, mom, okay, just can you start reading my aura? And I'm like, 
<laughs> it can get a little hot. <laughs> yeah, but I'm too trying to switch off. It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. So if you say you've always been like this and now you're putting it in, in your work, into your life, and it's become a normality for you and for your society around you, your friends and your your relatives and you open it up more and then your kids are doing that as well so how do you see this change since you were a kid and it was a, like a strict taboo around seeing things and being who you are to being today and sharing it with your kids so how do you see society in general on on that perspective from your side of being that unique person that can see it and then opening up that this perspective to others as being a normality that we are not just physical material beings that we are more than that that we are energies and we share vibrations around in this day and age i've so through my regular um interactions with people i've noticed that a lot of people are really interested in what I say or what I see because they also feel it. I feel there's a huge transformation in today's society, um, at least from where I'm from. I'm, I'm in Melbourne. Um, it's become very normal or almost trendy as well to know about these things. So people want to interact and understand how to see or what vibes um, that they're giving um, what their aura may look like at the time, I'm noticing that there's the, there's a huge change. Like about five years ago, it wasn't as open. I feel now it's it's a lot more open to change. Um, and do you know why this happened? Like, do you have in your view the the reason yes. why the people are more open? Yes, from my perspective. I believe that during lockdowns, people had a lot of time to go within. There was a lot of darkness. And the truth is you cannot have light without the darkness. For a very long time, there was a lot of toxic positivity. It was constant positive, big positive, only think positive thoughts. Then all of a sudden, we're put in this big, great hole of the darkness. And people didn't know what to do with it. But embrace it. So all of a sudden you've embraced your darkness, figure out what's going on within, and then you can actually see the light. And you see it so much more clearly. It was vague before, but now it's so clear, so transparent. You're like, okay, this is what's going on. And it wasn't just you. Because once you grow back out of society, which is what's happened now, they will start talking. What happened during lockdowns? Oh, no, I went through this and I thought about this. I'm journaling, opened my business. I, um... I started creating, I started sewing, I started cooking, I started baking. All of these things started seeping out. And it has just transformed the entire world. And I feel that we're in such a society right now that all the children that are being raised now are in this. And to them, it is very normal. It is normal to think like this. It is normal to embrace your darkness as well as your light. Because you can't have one without the other. And I feel that a lot of people now have embraced duality within themselves um, during lockdown. And I think that's the reason for the changes. So in your perspective, during the lockdown, it was a huge opening for people by connection to themselves. 
they found the beneath the usual things that they do, the lifestyle themselves uh, open up the shadows and the lightness of them. And now, so how do you see that evolves from having such, you know, a traumatic but opening awakening times during COVID, which, you know, parts like uh, three years ago. So how do you see, because everyone went back to their work and life and usual things, but that change has happened. And what do you see is going to happen from here? From what I can see, because I still have my day job. I still have a bit of a corporate role because this day and age, it is hard with um, finances. But in my corporate role, I can still see people are not fitting in anymore. The lifestyle of corporate life and going back to work, as you mentioned, coming from lockdowns where you had so much time to yourself and self-discovery to all of a sudden going back to your nine-to-five job, running around, back to this rat race, you already felt um, running around the field. You felt that why would you go back to the rat So it doesn't feel right anymore. And a lot of people that I've met anyway feel displaced, are going, are spiraling into depression looking out for, uh, searching for ways to get out of this, this place. They feel stuck. They feel trapped. They feel blocked. And that's why I've introduced the Art from Heart workshops because it's helping everyone to get out. Or people, at least people who meet me, I'm like, you need to attend the workshop. Love it because it helps you with your self-discovery. But in more of a contained and safe environment, um, but, but definitely I've noticed a huge difference in the way people want to live life now. They want to live more for family. They want to live for themselves. They want to explore more, explore the creativity. And a lot of people have their own, um, like a part-time hobby. There's more hobbies now than ever before. Because people are always creative. So but are you saying that um, it's changing more so now when they went back to that normal life that is not normal anymore nope. and now they are understanding there's a gap there and by trying things, exploring something like uh, cooking in a way or starting a new hobby and then going to your art classes and expressive workshops it connects to them to what they really want and being in corporate you can see that that shift is happening as well uh, which is very unique perspective from your side not just being in an art world and spiritual world but see the reality of the corporate world and people at work they got going through that transition at the same time which sounds like what you're doing is incredibly important as a tool to use to open people up to themselves when they are lost stuck or trying to find the path on how to find themselves that's right 100 percent and how do you feel to be that guide on that their journey? How does it make you feel? 
I feel I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I feel I'm on the right path. I feel the doors keep opening and those doors help me help others all the time. And it is the best feeling. I could mention earlier about the process. Once people go through that process of breaking through that blockage, it is just, it is the most incredible and most exhilarating feeling. And I'm just, I'm just happy that I'm doing And, and I feel like your perspective is the key to unlock that and inspire and activate people to where they need to be um, by using your magic, magic gifts that you have to break the barriers of uh, the world of society that's been built for such a long time and then I'm very grateful for you to share your unique voice today and to share your perspective on life that gives such a profound way of looking at where we are today and how it has changed your life and it's transforming society. to see your life progresses in this way.